0: What the fuck is up, y'all? It's your girl, your man and girl, your crazy girl, Candice, Candy Camera, Candy Camera, the Man and Candice Podcast, the Man and Candy Pod. Don't call me Candy. I will fuck you up. And do not call me Miss Banks. I will fuck you up too. It's not a term of endearment. It's it triggers me and I will wanna fight you. So it's all, it's all about the 2000s. Yes, baby. It was lit. 1995 to 2009 or 1990 to 2009 was the best. I'm talking like movies, music, celebrity scandal just the good old days like i don't want to talk about how things are bad and how they used to be i just want to appreciate the fucking 2000s number one paris hilton that's hot that's hot you know she fucking trademarked the term that's hot and no one can say it unless they pay her that is such a boss move and like Paris Hilton never needed the fame fame followed her she's the original influencer Kim Kardashian wanted to be her and even after all the fame and money and the billions and the kids and the show that ran for 10 seasons she's not Paris Hilton I'm sorry, Paris Hilton owns all these fucking hotels. Her sister owns the other hotels. She had her own reality show before anyone had a reality show. She lived in the Hidden Hills. She had a sex tape before Kim did. Kim did everything Paris Hilton did just to hopefully win a spot as a celebrity which she got but Paris I mean Kim Kardashian used to follow Paris around and hold her clothes you will find pictures from the 2000s of a pre cosmetic surgery Kim following Paris Hilton around and like Paris Hilton has always stayed looking young even after I don't know if she's like 30 40 something now She's married, but like while like she's making money with hotels, she got so bored she became a DJ, and not just any DJ, an international DJ, and she's really good. And she's like standing up there with the turntables, like yeah, that's hot, it's hot, it's hot, it's hot. You know her, her her. um she got arrested in vegas because allegedly she was driving crazy and they found cocaine in her car and i was just like paris you couldn't buy your way out of that i just i feel bad for these celebrities like if the cop doesn't like you they'll make an example out of you because they just don't like you or they don't like your money or your prestige in life it's so hateful Back in the two thousands, the cops weren't murdering people. There was no, there was, there was, there was nothing. That all started in like twenty ten. Anyone can say what they want about the crack epidemic, blah blah blah. blah. But that was pre nineteen ninety. I'm talking nineteen ninety to two thousand nine. Like that, those are the two thousands. But if we want to get real, it's two thousand to two thousand nine. All this it all went downhill starting at 2010. That's when it all went downhill. Like we had our first black president in um the 2000s and we didn't give a fuck what this nigga said as long as he was winning, we were ready for anything. Anything this nigga said, we were agreeing to it, we were behind it, we were funding it. We're just niggers. Like I I voted for him because he was black. Once I found out he wasn't really black, I still didn't care. Because he invited Kendrick Lamar to the White House dinner and, and he was talking to, 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 to Drake and, and he smoked pot and his daughter smoked pot. And like his wife totally reformed the school lunch system. I went from having stuff in plastic. To fresh fruit. And options. And f- access to free water. And Because in, sc- in school. They make you buy water. From the vending machine. It's, it's weird. So Michelle Obama. Thank you for that. Thanks for making America American kids healthy. She tried. She really tried. Um. You know, Americans are just fat as fuck. Oh, my God. In the early, from 1990 to 2009, no one was fat. If you were fat, you were an anomaly and you needed to hide because no one in the room wanted to see you. Being fat is not good. I remember being anorexic and being heroin chic like Kate Moss and Janice dickinson and ken swanapel and alessandra something and uh adriana lima you know those those girls those supermodels those angels victoria's secret angels they had to upkeep a certain body if they wanted that job and that body was a standard that body was marketed to us all the time diet pills were marketed to us all the time as as children and like uh uh, beach body workouts um, like insanity and uh 90 day fitness and turbo jam anything that was like a video version of a workout it was on tv all the time next to the next caffeine pill Next to a Victoria's Secret model. So it's like it was all orchestrated for the weight loss industry to thrive. And they didn't give any fucks about the consequences. That was the thing about corporations in the 2000s. It's like, so what if we're fracking? Who cares? Ten years later, it's like a big ass issue. Uh, no one was giving a goddamn about global warming, nineteen ninety to two thousand nine. Didn't know the coin, the term wasn't even coined. Nothing, nothing. In the early two thousands, especially after nine eleven, we all came together as Americans. Like how today we are completely divided on the most simplest issues. If our country were to be attacked tomorrow or today, I'm telling you, as Americans, we're putting all of that shit aside. We're going straight after who the fuck did it. And we're not coming nice with bombs. We're going to come with missiles because that's the world we live in. And we got to flex. We have the most missiles on Earth. Like we have to use them. There was no threat of nuclear war in the early 2000s. There was none of that. There was no th- type of threats like that. In the early 2000s before 9-11, you could go to an airport through TSA. All they did was like wand you if you beat just to make sure it wasn't your bra or your belt. They n- never randomly checked your fingerprints for gunpowder or bomb material or anything. Like, they never question you for being from Iraq or from a Middle Eastern country. Like, TSA now, like, uh, because of 9-11, the government used that event to provide safety measures that were invasive. But because of 9-11, we were told it's for the greater good. And we're saving American lives. So that's why there are things like voice recorders in our phone. What That is the reason why there's two marshals on every airplane. Just in case someone wants to hijack it again. Um, that's why they will kick anyone off the airplane. Like white, black old. They will kick anybody. They, they don't give a shit. After, after 9-11 they're like, uh-uh. Nope. No, 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 I will say in the early 2000s, the cartels, the Mexican cartels were awful. Awful as in they were murdering people. Like, revenge killings um, and killings to make an example out of other States in Mexico and also law enforcement in the US and in Mexico and the Mexican military. These people in the cartels, they're they they're they're nothing to be fucked with. And like I knew what they were before I was in like middle school. I knew what cartels were. I had family, I mean I had friends who had family that were in the cartels, and like I never used to really believe it until I got in high school and my friends started working for for the cartels and like what we what we call it here is working in the fields. You see, like by the time it was 2013 and I graduated, it's like anybody who anybody had two choices. You either go work in the fields with the cartels or you go to college. And ugh, the people who chose to work in the fields They're trafficking guns. They're getting like 15 grand for an AK-47. They're buying silencers. They're buying trucks and bringing it to the border so that the the cartels can have the border. I mean, the the trucks so they can shoot out of the back. The cartels were... I don't think people... I think people highly underestimated how powerful... They are and how influential they are in each of their states. And how corrupt the Mexican government is, like, part of it. And, like, they should have knew something was up when El Chapo escaped prison twice. I was just like, are we not the United States? Are are we we not the United States? And this is what I learned about Mexicans from the day one. Because I went to school with Mexicans my whole life they are some hard workers they will work for their family like the father the mother they will work their family but they will work themselves to the bone if it means their family has fresh water laundry soap fucking clothes for the next day toothbrush they will go to work 80 hours a week not because they're getting paid overtime not because it's a flex it's because they value a job because they don't have that opportunity and like really makes you appreciate like you know if my parent risked their life to come here so i could be born here and have a really great chance at life i i wouldn't know how to thank my mother or father and that was the thing in the early two thousands was people coming over here in the United States, which used to be their land, and making a, a way for their family. I know one family; it's my friend Carla's family, and she's the only one I know with the father. She's the only friend I know with the father, and like I, I met him when I was when we were like in elementary school, middle school you know, pre-2009. And it just, it amazed me because there was no such thing as people having their dad. Everyone I knew didn't have a dad or their dad was in prison or their dad left because uh, he got married to someone else or they just never knew their dad. And like, I couldn't believe that my friend Carla had her dad in her life not only was it he in her life they lived in the same roof he raised her he's married to her biological mother they came from mexico and they did everything right they own two homes you know what i'm saying they raised one two three three successful children they have like four grandchildren I've known Carla for 20 years, and her dad just became a citizen of the United States. That's just insane to me. It's insane to me that we'll let all these Hades in the country because they experienced the earthquake, but then we're not taking in people seeking asylum. They're seeking asylum. They don't want to be recruited to the cartel. They don't want to be killed by the cartel. They don't want to live near a cartel. And Mexico is a beautiful place, but I will not go there because I'm scared of the cartels. Legit. In the early 2000s, the internet was such a free place. I mean, like there was this website called that's fucked.com, like that's p h u c k e d.com. And I'm telling you, every day after school, I would be on this website and and like it would post new things, kind of like a like a like a Tumblr or something. Bro, me and my friends we used to like look at it and it would be like dead bodies i'm talking like fucked up dead bodies from like freeway accidents like their head is on the floor their guts are all out i would see pictures of murder victims on that website there were beheadings from the cartels on that website and like to see the body move after its head's been chopped off is just so devastating um this one guy sat they put a a glass jar mason jar up his ass and recorded it and tried to put it all the way up his ass and it fucking broke and when it broke his face was like Ugh. and then like he had to take out every piece of glass one by one out of his fucking anus and it was just fucking uh, blood everywhere and then like anybody was able to watch two girls one cup if you don't know what two girls one cup is I'm very sorry that you probably can't find it now but it was disgusting it was disgusting oh and like guess what you guys I'm glad I'm not famous for being an influencer or, like, a makeup artist. But I made my first makeup tutorial in, like, 2007. If I kept going, bitch, I'd have my own makeup line by now. I I swear. I swear. But God's got a plan for me. I just don't know what it is. But it better happen in like five months. I'm serious. In the early 2000s, like your favorite people would tour. I saw Beyonce four times. My mom always took me to the Beyonce concerts when she was in town. But then there was this act starting in 2010, that Driving Well Brown Act, and then all of the artists were like, we're not coming to Arizona. So it's like, I didn't get to see Rihanna. I didn't get to see Kanye West. I had to travel out of state in order to see people because my state was just racist as hell. You know what nobody has? You know on bh one like, they would be like, I love the 90s. Or, that's so 80s. No one has a, I love Y2K or I love the 2000s. Like, the 2000s had a lot of banger. Sean Paul. Bitch, we had Sean Paul. Beyonce in her prime. We had Fergalicious. Nelly was relevant. Oh come on, Usher was like the best R and B singer in the fucking world. Usher. Ludacris was respected in the streets. Now you got bitches like Big Lotto telling him he's not from Atlanta when he was literally from Atlanta. She needs to sit the fuck down before she gets beat the fuck up. That's another thing. In the early 2000s, Big Lotto was just this girl with the hard-ass voice that was pretty on this show called Growing Up Hip Hop or something. She didn't win, but then like... Something about her, I always remember her. And then, boom, she pops up, like, on, like... I forgot what show. And I'm just like, you see what God does? See what God can do? Stay consistent. La, 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 la. There's so many things that I did in the 2000s that I... If I just stuck with it, it would have been hot. Like, my first website was because I was really good at making resumes. Like every I used the same resume template for every job that I had and I got the job immediately. So I started an online business. I asked my mom for money to get buy the domain which was only like 50 bucks. And it's called it was called um, build a resume and and buildaresume.com and like basically I I only knew HTML because that was my face. I didn't know how to code yet. But basically, you could enter all your information. And like, I would get it. I would make the fucking resume for you. And that would charge you. I was under 15 when I came out with that. Under 15. And that, 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 that that's insane to me. That's insane um before and during the 2000s i didn't use drugs so i was i was at my full potential well not really because i wasn't an older an adult that stayed sober but I, I i was definitely at my full potential um in the 2000s i would read a book one book a day I really liked the series of unfortunate events before it was a damn movie. (sighs) I'm just reminiscing on the good old days of the 2000s. I don't want to talk anything negative about it. Like I don't want to go off on a tangent about how so and so wanted to beat my ass, and then and then this so and so teacher was a dick or whatever. Oh, the the teachers that I've had, they were super fun and super di- diverse. Like I had this one teacher named Mrs. Dare for fourth grade she was in the motley crew and you could tell she was this rocker chick and like she didn't put up with any bs like any cattiness like she nipped it in the butt she nipped it in the butt and like one time this girl wanted to beat my ass and she was a black girl and i was scared as hell so i told her i'm like can i stay in your classroom so i don't get beat up during recess And she's like, yeah, sweetie. And like she would let me like grade papers and stuff like that. And then I had this teacher in the third grade named Miss French who really liked me. She's like she took her time with me. She taught us how to read like in a fun way. Not just saying like words, but like enunciating the words, you know, using different words for different characters. (sighs) She sent me a congratulations card for my high school graduation. And I thought that was really amazing because I haven't talked to her in years. I had a reading teacher named Mrs. Baxter. And she was in charge of the whole library. But she was also... Like, our library... um, was in a hierarchy you were level one level two level three level four level five whatever and it meant different things i was in level six and above which is college reading so we were reading hard shit like this book called lydia i'm still scarred for life because this book was smaller like the words were smaller than a bible and I used to tell myself, I could never read the Bible front and back, but I, after reading that book, Lydia, I'm sure I'm can't, I can. Sh- I am sure I can. <sighs> Jesus. Before um, 2009, you know, that 1990 to 2009 era. I'm sorry, before 2010, You know, I I didn't have money. I was, like, 14. I couldn't work yet. At The oldest I was was 14. But, like, I remember in the second grade, like, me and my mom would watch Food Network all of the time. All of the time. Like, Food Network was really popular. Like, Bobby Bobby Flay, uh, Guy Fieri, Emerald was really popular, Rachel Ray. This was before she had her own show. Jada De Laurentiis, Barefoot Contessa, we watched it all. We watched it all. And then my, I paid attention to, like, everything my mom would be like, ooh, I want to make that, I want to make that, I want to make that, I want to try that, I want to try that. So, like, I would, like, write it down, like, in, like, a notebook or something. And then every day I'd ask to go to the library, I would Google the recipe off of Food Network, and I would print it. So like before Christmas break, I had a whole stack of recipes from Food Network of the recipes she wanted to try from her favorite shows. And I punch hold all of them like so it could go in a spiral. And then I got construction paper on both sides. And I said, Mommy's Cookbook by Candace Banks. And then I gave it a table of contents, like appetizers, drinks, uh, entrees, side dishes. All the, all the yards, all the front yards. I had to, I had to have been like six or seven. When I tell you she started bawling... I was scared at first. I was like, why are you crying? Like, why, why are you crying? And then, like, she was really, really crying. Like, she was, like, couldn't breathe. And she's like, thank you so much. And then ever since then, she would brag to her friends. This is what my daughter did. This is what my daughter did. See, before I started doing drugs, which was... Uh, before 2010... Like, my mom used to brag about me. She, she would be like, she's so smart. She gets straight A's. Her taste in music is immaculate. Um, she's just really pretty. She's tall. She's so smart. Da, 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 da. And I'm sure, like, her coworkers were really fucking annoyed. But that stopped real quick. Oh, how's Candace doing? You know, she's, she's okay. She's, she's, she's good. She's okay. <laughs> In the 2000s, it was definitely all about image. Like there was no authenticity that you see online today. Like for example, the whole like eh, body positivity movement, no such thing, no such thing. The whole like, like accepting people with disables, with disabilities that didn't exist in the early 2000s like Hello Kitty had its own store I don't think you guys understand like Hello Kitty had their own fucking store. It was at Arizona Mills. I think it's closed now. (sighs) God. In the early 2000s, like, the cool shoes, the cool, cool shoes were Air Force One Nikes. The high tops, not the low tops, the fucking high tops. Okay? And like, if someone stepped on your shoe, it was a big problem. You were ready to fight. If they didn't say sorry and wipe your shoe off, like, that, that, that those were fighting words. Like, oh, oh, what, you wanna scrap? You wanna scrap right here, right now? Oh, You. I'll take off my shoes first, but I'll scrap. <laughs> and then there were, and then the Jordans became very popular. I was never into those because I wasn't one of those chicks who thought it was cute to wear Jordans with a dress or a skirt. I thought it was really fucking ugly. I never liked Converse. Because in the early 2000s, like Converse meant you were like a rocker, misfit, like just a weirdo. And then Vans became really popular. Bitch, tell me why I Every night, I asked my mom to go to the mall because I was like, I need the blue ones. I need the purple ones. I need the pink ones. You know why? Because it gave me clout at school. Every day, I would go to school, and they'd be like, damn! Another pair? Damn! Damn! And I'm like, that's right. That's right. Look at these shoes. Brand new. Brand new. What's good?" then i started growing breasts and like you know like body odor so no one was giving a fuck about my shoes they were it was more like oh she's hot but i would never date her because she's fat that's how kids were people were i'm not dating her she's fat not i'm not i'm not gonna fuck her she's fat she's fat she's too fat fat ass if I was mean to somebody, it was always fat-ass. Like, like, being teased in the early 2000s, like, it's... I don't know how much worse it is because of the internet and, like, because of... I mean, I, I don't know how worse it is now, but, like, for me... I was called fat all the time, like, by people who I thought were my friends, by... Like, even my doctors, like, they wouldn't take me seriously um, when I was that overweight. Um, I didn't have a boyfriend in middle school or high school. And, like, once you're told that you're fat all the time, you just believe it. And, like, it becomes a part of like an identity for you like girl oh well i'm fat and then once i realized i could do something about it i started doing stuff about it and then i saw the jealousy and the envy from other people trying to sabotage my weight loss hey do you want a piece of chicken hey do you want taco bell fuck you you guys don't want a fucking diet like just fuck you ugh The early 2000s was fun because like you were, you were discovering the, the good bands that have been established for like 20 years before you were born. The first time I heard Black Sabbath, oh my god, it was a religious experience. And like hearing Tool and Event Sevenfold and him and like B- Nirvana, like the good Nirvana stuff. Like the incesticide album. It it was like discovering new music when you were young. It was like, it was like, you know how kids like open Pokemon cards these days? That's what it was like buying an album. Oh yeah, we used to go to the actual store and buy the CD. When I got the Amy Winehouse CD, I was so excited. My first City of Evil event, Sevenfold TD, it was the night before fourth grade. And like, there was this one song called The Beast and the Harlot. And like, he, the singer says 666, like, but it, I wrote, I wrote 666 on my agenda. And as soon as I wrote that, my mom walked in and she's like, what is that? And she took my agenda and she's like, give me that CD. Give me that CD right now. You're not allowed to have this CD. Unbeknownst to me, she kept the CD at work because she was reading all of the lyrics. See, this is when they would put all the lyrics inside of the CD pamphlet. And they would have cool pictures of like the singers and stuff. I digress. But like, I had to write. Well, I had to read the Bible the book of Revelation specifically I had to read that Bible and like other parts of the Bible I had to reference scripture to tell her that even though he said 666 like he's just referencing what happens to people who do wrong it's it's just a reference and I was like this whole album is about the apocalypse and it sounds cool and that's what I was trying to tell her and like, she came home, and then I was like, So, can I get that CD again, please? She took me to Target, I bought the same CD. <laughs> one thing I really miss about the good old days is like not knowing everything at every single moment like knowing everything and it's not like things that matter it's about celebrities and I'm so sick of our celebrity culture it's like before there was twitter and like blog websites there was us magazine and uh, like Um, I don't know, all of these, all of these... uh, Like, People magazine, like, all these magazines. And, like, the front cover would just be... Like, for example, at the time, Britney was having a breakdown in public, and her hair was shaved. And, like, her hair was only shaved because she wanted custody of her boys because, like, they were gonna test her hair, and you can detect drugs for up to three months in your in her hair so she shaved her hair and she probably wasn't really happy about it like whatever something triggered her maybe she has mental illness something triggered her she went nuts she was probably having a bad day at court i'm about to lose my kids these people need to get the fuck out of my face and then she just she just snapped and because of that Because of losing your mind, because of being human and and losing your mind, her parents convinced a, a, a court or something, or maybe they coerced her into signing something where her parents had conservatorship over her money. And like I could relate because when I was in the hospital in 2020, my mom had these papers that she wanted me to sign so she could take over my bank account. I looked at her, and I was like, I may be out of my fucking mind, but I'm not stupid. And she's like, okay, 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 okay. Uh, You're not putting me under no conservatorship like Britney Spears or Amanda Bynes, because that that just, just spells evil to me. Oh, and Amanda Bynes, like... Amanda, please. You know what I mean? The Amanda show was the shit. The Amanda show was the shit. Nickelodeon used to be really good. And then like Dan Schneider was like a fucking pedophile or something. Um, But fuck. Nickelodeon used to be really good. All that was really good. All the skits in the fucking Amanda show was really good. All of the Spongebob episodes were actually funny. Okay? I don't know what's going on with this new SpongeBob, but it's a clone and I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like the quality, the HD quality on it. It's unnecessary. It's like, leave SpongeBob in 2K. He was just fine. You know, ever since the real SpongeBob voice actor died, it's just been downhill, honestly. Squidward's not even that funny anymore. Remember when Squidward would literally joke about Spongebob killing himself now. It's too non-pc It's too sensitive <laughs> You know why I learned my wittiness in my vocabulary and my jokes and how to play dumb and all that Spongebob I learned that from Spongebob And other movies, but Spongebob was one of them It's like these are educational educational. Next thing you know, they're gonna fucking cancel Dora the Explorer. Hola, my name is Dora. Can you say map? Say about her. Map. Okay, that was a poor, poor excuse of a Dora. When I was younger, people thought Dr. Phil Phil was a real doctor. Now that I'm older, I just see all the hypocrisy and all the fakeness. He's not even like a real doctor. He's not. And that little feeling that you had, but you couldn't really put your finger on it as a kid. You know what that is? Adults are nasty. They're fucking nasty. You, you probably went to a party as a kid because no one could babysit you. And you were put in a room with another kid and then and it was turned all the way up, door was locked. I bet you all the parents were fucking each other. That's something you just don't get back, you know, your innocence. Hold on to it as much as you can. And don't be that person that takes away someone's innocence. You, should go, you shouldn't be sentenced to death for that. Kids, back then, I felt like they had to grow up in a world half on the internet and half not on the internet. Like, we really know about stranger danger. You know what I mean? We can walk around our neighborhood and know where we're going. Um, like no one can, no one's gonna bribe us with like a movie or a a, a a cool video or something to get us to come in their house. Like if we wanted to get drunk or high, we planned that shit days in advance. Like we had we had we had class and we we had. The, the, the insight or the foresight to, to do bad shit and not get caught see that was the good thing about us us kids in the 2000s we never got caught I got my first tattoo hit it for 4 years mother had no idea I was secretly fucking my best friend who was a girl My she had no idea no idea no clue I was doing cocaine and and ecstasy, she knew I was smoking weed, but she had no clue. We used to hide shit, and I mean bad shit, like this euphoria shit, I don't know what the fuck that is, but my middle school years were euphoria. I am Rue, before there was a Rue. You see, what I find rude about Rue is that she's fucking pretending. And she's doing a bad job at it. They just fucking squirt water on her face. And then she pretends like she wakes up in pain. Like, bitch, calm the fuck down. The only thing accurate about Euphoria is fucking Maddie. Everyone at my school was Maddie. They didn't dress like her, but they talked like her. They'd be like, bitch, you better be joking. Bitch, bitch, that bitch is going down. Like, that's how girls used to talk in my school. You couldn't pay me to be 5 to 14 again. You couldn't pay me to do it. Like, that's when I started getting acne. You know, my boobs were developing. Everything was getting bigger except my ass. So everyone was teasing me about my flat ass. I had a lot of aspirations when I was younger and like they've dwindled a a lot to something something realistic I'm still a big dreamer I would have just never guessed that a podcast and digital art and paintings would be the thing I always thought I was going to be like a lawyer or a a cop like, like my mom or a model. <laughs> There's no way I was gonna be a model with my fat ass. Um When I was younger and during those ages, I played instruments and like I had like a whole new appreciation for Bands like Nirvana because I bought a guitar just so I can learn their songs. (laughs) I was obsessed with Nirvana. Like I love the just the anger and like life's going to be okay, but not really. We're all going to die. Look at me. I'm ugly and I'm from Aberdeen, Washington. I'm nothing special, but became like the biggest band in the world. Rest in peace, Kurt Cobain. And it's funny, when you're younger, it's like you, you figure out classic rock, and, like, and then you figure out most of your heroes are completely dead. Like, Jimi Hendrix is dead, Kurt Cobain is dead, Janis Joplin is dead. Not that like I was a fan of Janis Joplin, but, but once I found out who Janis Joplin was, I'm like, yeah, I listen to Janis Joplin, I'm cool. And then Michael Jackson died and I was like, whoa, 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 that is not cool, bro. It's not cool. The whole world stopped. I mean, they shut down the LA Freeway, for this man. I think Beyonce staying at his funeral. Like what? 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 God. Oh, and when we were younger, video games were like, advancing every like six months and it was just fun to see things come out like it was the game boy Advance p where it folded in half then it was like a gamecube and then it was a xbox and then it was you know like a a, a, a playstation and then it just evolved and then phone We all got phones eventually and, like, games on our phone. Candy Crush. (sighs) Even though I loved being young in the 2000s, I loved the music. I still listen to the music in 2000s. 95% of my songs in my phone are all from the 2000s era. Like, lots of, like... Dr. Dre, lots of Snoop Dogg, lots of uh, Destiny's Child, but, like, even stuff, a lot of stuff from the 80s, too, is what I appreciate. And I want to say this for the record. People born in 95 are not zenials. Okay, people born 96 through 99, those are zennials. Y'all are the weird ones. Y'all don't belong anywhere. Don't bring 1995 into this. Kids born in 1995, we're a different breed. We're We're not even human, okay? We are not human. And that's all I got to say. I missed the 2000s. Greatest nine years of me vida. Hopefully, more great years to come. I love you all. Good night, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. And thank you for listening to the Manic Candace podcast. See you next time.